Hello, everybody, and welcome to kick off a new podcast, a new soccer podcast, nonetheless. I'm Dean Gutek, as always, with me, Gabe Baltera. Gabe, what's up? How's it going, man? Nothing much. So for those who don't know, you, we used to do a show called Absolute Screamers. It was a soccer podcast, should I say. And, well, let's just say it got put on hold. A uh, hiatus. Things got <laughs> hectic. A little understatement there. Yeah. Things, things got complicated. We took a pause, and we didn't know what to do. But now we're back. Different name, but same people. Exactly. You know, I think... Um... You know, if you guys know us uh, from Absolute Screamers, you know that we have also Marab and Andrew Gabriel, who, yes. you know, you know, two awesome guys. I think, you know, um, I think there there was just a lot going on. You know, there was a lot going on. Yeah, but, Andrew's you know, got a lot going on. Um, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, no. I just think you know, there, there's a. Uh, there was a lot, you know, and I think it's it's you know, it was fun while it lasted. And I think there was a lot of logistics that went into it, you know. Yeah, uh, Marab at least said that he was going to join. I think next week because he's going to finish up some stuff, which which is mm. good at least. So we're yeah, you know, we're, but, we're you busy know, with our lives, people. <laughs> exactly, dude. I was uh, a little sidetracked. The even so, if, if you guys know, I remember other podcast called Travel and Peace. Yes. And it's been hard for me actually to do the podcast because I actually just recently got a job, believe it or not, in this crazy ass um, world we live in. And it actually like, takes up a lot of time, and then you got to figure out time to like you know do stuff. And so I, I see where Andrew's where Andrew's coming from, you know. So I get yeah. I get that I get that full picture for sure. Yeah, it, it's understandable. I mean, yeah, you know, we all we just we we all gotta go with the flow, especially at a time like this. Things have been crazy, uh, especially around the world. Um, sports has been on a long hiatus. Now it's coming back. Soccer's been back for a long time, of course, but we got a little thing special um, coming back, which we'll get into a bit. So, you ready? Yeah. I'm ready, man. Let's do it. So today we're going to go over a year in review for the big leagues around Europe, the league on, especially a year which was very crazy. A lot of a, a lot of stuff happened, and somehow it came back. Thank God, uh, the league on, the Serie A, the Bundesliga, the Premier League, and the La Liga, which I know you're happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, the our UCL predictions, uh, MLS. I'll talk some MLS. What to expect next year and who to look out for, like some sleep, uh, sleeper teams and the uh, transfer window. Because I believe the transfer window opened for the Premier League. Yep, just opened. Yes. Just so opened. let's start off with the year in review in the big leagues in Europe. So the Premier League, I know you're a huge Liverpool fan. I know this. you've been waiting for this year. I think it's been 30 years since Liverpool last won. Correct me if I'm 30 mistaken. 30 years. Yes, 30 years. And let me tell you, when so – Let's let's see, let's go back even more a little bit. So, last year or two, uh, yeah, I guess two years ago with the Champions League when they're playing Tottenham, and they won. You you know, it was it was an okay game. It wasn't like an absolute banger of a game. You know, it was like they Liverpool won on a a penalty with Mo Salah, and that was when like that was like their picture perfect year. Like they were doing so well. It was like neck and neck between uh, Liverpool and Man City in the Premier League. Uh, Champions League, they were killing it, and it was like that should have been their year. But they yeah. got snubbed. They got totally. I mean, you know, props to Man City. You did well. Good job. You beat us out by like maybe two points. Inches. But, that game was the goal of inches. Exactly. You know. So that's where really that's where I really like started. Yeah, I told my friends like, yo, like Liverpool is like next year, hundred percent guaranteed are gonna win the Premier. The Premier League, it's just it's just gonna happen. It's like look at look at the if you if like if you could put their like history of play on a chart from like twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, dude, that curve would just be straight up, bro. Swear, oh, straight 100%. up, hundred percent. So going into the 2019-20 season, you know, besides you know we knew Corona was gonna happen, then I guess I would say something different, but we didn't know. So you know, I was like, these guys are gonna go off, and they did, bro. Every single week, it was like it was just like they would either go away on the road, or people would come to them and they just get slaughtered. You know, just yeah. get slaughtered, bro. I mean, it was it, it was Liverpool's. It was for, it was there for the taking for them. They they could either have messed it up, 
or they could have just, you know, it, it was there. Like, they had it in the bag from day one, 100%. Guaranteed. It was like, leave it or take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, the Liverpool – I mean, they had an interesting last uh, year last year, too. They were close against Man City, as we mentioned. Um, not only the uh, game of inches where Liverpool almost scored and City cleared it out. The Everton exactly. game, which it was a draw. And then, you know, there, a lot happened that year, too. Barcelona, that was a crazy uh, aggregate because the first game – I didn't, here's the thing. I, I thought it was over, but at the same time, I was like, if it's only messy and nothing else is happening, mm-hmm. then this team's not going to win. I mean, you, you, we all saw the first game. Messi had, what, like two goals and assists or something like that. It was like, yeah, yeah they're winning three zip, but you got to realize this is all messy. This is not the team. It's the team that he's carrying once again. But Exactly. I mean, Liverpool had an uh, – and then they played Tottenham. Um, I wish they played Ajax. Some will say why, because you would root for them. Yes, but I feel like Ajax would have produced a better challenge. I think Tottenham got a little fortunate that they uh, scored that last-minute winner, which broke up yeah. my heart. I really Because I love seeing teams like Ajax uh, go to the finals. It's like this team is so young and stacked and, like, dirty. Well, I mean dirty. I don't mean like they play dirty. I mean, like, they're just so nasty, but they're so good. Yeah, no, they, they, I think they definitely should have gone. They definitely deserved it more. I mean, you know, that, that's like an underdog story where they, you know, beat like some of the biggest teams in the world. You know, they beat like Madrid, uh, way back Juve. They beat, you know, I think that, I think Tottenham just had, they were connecting on passes. They were connecting on no level. So, you know, it, it was, it was tough for them. You know, it was definitely tough for, you know, Ajax to, you know, play. I mean, you know, it, it, it's soccer, man. You know, you never know. You never know. But anyway, so Liverpool coming into the 2019-20 uh, season, you know, definitely it was take it or leave it for them. Um, Man City right behind on them. Uh, of course, Chelsea, Man U. Um, who else am I missing? You know, oh, hold on. Pause, pause button real quick. Uh, Sheffield United, if you guys listen to Absolute Screamers, you know, Andrew is a big fan of Sheffield United. Uh, these guys coming into the top 10 for a bit? Like, hold on. What was that all about? These guys played well. <laughs> and I know Andrew was devastated that uh, when uh, they lost to Everton. He was like, yeah. they're not going to get a spot in Europe now. I was rooting. I thought to my – and even the Wolves were in there too. And, yeah, Wolves uh, They're going to have to – well, they're not in, but here's the thing. The FA Cup is uh, Chelsea-Arsenal. So if Chelsea wins, then um, – the Wolves get a, Europe, a Europa League qualification spot. They don't qualify for the um, Europa League, but I think they go into, like, the third round or playoffs or something like that. But yeah, uh, uh, but there are a lot of teams that made it exciting, and there are teams that are disappointing. Uh, mine, of course. Um, <laughs> Arsenal was a huge disappointment, in my opinion. They missed I, a lot. I can't believe – I mean, you know, with, like, and no, no, no shade here, uh, Dean, but, like, being an Arsenal fan has got to be one of the most, like – just heartbreaking things. Like it's such a roller coaster ride every season. It's never. It's like you. It's not like you guys can have like a nice steady season where it's like, oh, you lose a couple games and you do really well for a while, and then you lose a couple. It's like it's always up and down. David Luiz is messing up somewhere on the pitch. You know, your defense is, is somewhere. It's like, how, how do you deal with that? Like, how how does that like just like I mean, so I got a couple of the buddies that are Arsenal fans, so they they. They tell me all the time how like upsetting it is, but I mean, oh man, oh. I felt that my cousin's an Arsenal fan. I remember when they uh, played Olympiacos in the Europa League, and Olympiacos knocked them out and like added uh, extra time and stoppage time in extra time. I know that sounded like a very complicated sentence. It was mm-hmm. it was the second half of extra time, 120th minute, and it was added time I think as well with it. Olympiacos scores, they win, and they beat Arsenal in the first round, and he was like. I don't even want to talk about this team. Just <laughs> I don't know what to say. I was like, "Wow, Arsenal has yeah. either, is not, either bad or just bad luck." And I'm just like, "It's more so bad luck. This team cannot catch a break." Yeah, I mean, it, 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 they they definitely had their moments. Don't get me wrong. You know, they definitely had um, some games during the season pre uh, pre Corona too, where they you know I thought they would you know get into the top five. Um, it's not like they're a bad team, you know. They've, they have, they, if you look at their squad, it's like they have, you know, all these really talented guys. But I just don't think they work well together. You know, I mean, Ozil, who's been on the team for who knows how long now, tries to bring everyone together. Um, 
you know, that, that look, a, a Bamiang and Lacazette up front. I mean, how much more pace can you get? You know, here's the thing. I think one of them or both of them might leave, and it's like that. Just that team doesn't gel together. Not only that, but it's like. I just feel like that no one wants to play for Arsenal right now. And Arsenal's turning. Arsenal used to be a huge brand, especially under Arsene Wenger in the 2000s, maybe even 2010s. They were a huge brand. All, you know, they were an attractive team. And now that I look at them, it's like these guys are shrinking into a smaller market and mid-table uh, mid team. These guys are just declining as the years go by. Arsenal is losing that brand. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. I feel, you know, I feel, I feel really bad, um, you know. When when Arson went, I mean, it was just like he was he was such a good coach, you know. And they went through so oh my god, the amount of like times I'd look at like ESPN and like see that oh Arsenal gets a new coach, Arsenal gets a new coach, Arsenal gets a new coach. Mikel Arteta, like, oh, who Mikel I think Arteta. I question. He's you know he, he's he's not um, he's not bad, but he has a lot to prove and fix. Exactly, you know, exactly. But you know, I'm I want to see you know. During this window, because the window for the Premier League has just opened, um, you know, is Aubameyang going to leave? Is Lacazette going to make a move somewhere? So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll it's it's going to be interesting, the Premier League next year, because, of course, we took a year in review for, you know, like, this uh, was surprised, of course, was Wolves, uh, Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Even Leicester, I thought, well, here's the thing with Leicester. Before the break, they were on fire. I mean, mm-hmm. Leicester was playing their best football football possible. I love Brendan Rodgers. But ever since this pandemic started and when they got back from the break, I, te- I think I texted Andrew this. I was like, this break might have been the worst thing that could happen to Leicester ever. Oh, oh 100, 110%. This is the worst. I feel man. bad for them. I was like, these guys were on fire. These guys were on pace to have a very nice year. They were, they were doing really well. They were doing re- – I mean, I tell I said I say this about Wolves all the time to everybody. It's like, Wolves is one of those teams in the Premier League that's always going to be in the Premier League. Like, you know, not like, you know, top 10, maybe maybe top 10, but, like, always going to be in the teens, you know, like maybe like 13, 14, maybe like 12, uh, 16 maybe sometimes. And they're, they're just there to mess with those big teams, you know, yeah. like mess with Man City, mess with uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man U – where they just got like, you know, like over the, I think it was uh, in October, last October, where Wolves came to Man City and they beat them. I think it was like 3-1 three, three, or 3-2. Or and it was just like a total, it was like, it was like, whoa, like who is this team? Who is this Wolves team right now? These you know? Are, they got a lot of hidden gems. It's been, a, it's been an exciting year. Chelsea has been good too. Chelsea, Chelsea's a team to look out for. We mentioned, of course, you know, you know, for each league, and we mentioned for the show, you know, teams to look out for, sleeper teams. The EPL, here's the thing with Liverpool, and I want to, like, say it's Liverpool. you got to mm-hmm. sign some big names. I know you guys look into Thiago, although there's nothing on that. Um, Thiago yeah, the, 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 are up on Bayern. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, he, uh, you know. His fitness yeah, is a I, question. I, yeah, he, he's a good player. The fitness really needs to, that's like, you know, that needs to be fixed. That's something that I don't think many Liverpool fans are going to deal with. If he's like not in a good shape, but here's the thing: is like I kind of see um, Jurgen Klopp's side of why he's like hesitant to buy players because right now the team is like, if we're talking team chemistry, like that's a hundred percent. And I guess I guess he just like he wants to find the right person to come in and like you know mesh well with the with the guys because like right now he's working with a championship team. Like he, like if they play the same way they played this year. They could win the Premier League again, no, oh, no yeah. doubt in my mind. But the thing is, is like, who are you gonna buy now? That's gonna be like a worthy player. You know, they were talking. Um, who was the uh, who was the German the German uh, player who went to uh, Tim? Tim. Oh. Uh, t- I think it's Timo Werner. Timo Werner, yeah, Timo Werner, who who they were looking at, but they're you know, I mean, he, he he's a great player and he's gone to Chelsea. Um, and that, that's big, but like you know, they're looking at him. Like he was one of those guys. That I was like, okay, if we take him, that's a good thing. But then, of course, he went to go play for Chelsea, and and it is what it is. But that that's okay. Fred, you know, here's but, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Go ahead. I was gonna say I didn't want to interrupt. I was like, here's the thing with Liverpool. I look at if it's not broken, don't fix it because it's like you know these guys already got a good team. They have good chemistry. I mean, who do they need? Do they really need to buy someone? Of course, unless they lose someone, go out and get you know another player, but it's like, who does this team need? Whereas you mentioned Chelsea, they're 
I think they're going to get Havertz, which, which is insane. Uh, Hakeem Zayek. I probably said that name wrong. Timo Werner. They, they, this is the part of the Lampard effect, too. Teams like this, for example, with Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, they're going to – the EPL is going to be even tougher next year. How, even Man U is looking good. There's going to be a lot of teams right now, if you're Liverpool, in your grill that are just progressing at a faster pace right now just through the market. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, there's – and here's the thing, and this is what I've noticed recently. Um, it's the young guys, man. It's the young guys game now. Like, you look at, um, like, Chelsea next season – and like coming up soon, like their their team is young. They got a couple young guys that really can do some damage. I mean, I was talking about Christian Pulisic, you know, American hero. Um, love him, great guy, great player. And he's only like what 20, 21, 20, 22 now. How old is he? Yeah, like twenty two. He's phenomenal. You know, him too. I forgot Phen- to mention. Crazy, you know. So it's like the Premier League now is it going to be like really competitive and I think it's gonna be like every team is, is in it to win it but like it's also like there's young young bucks in there running with, I mean of course there's older guys that are in there too but you know it's, it's definitely like it's there's young guys there that can really push these older guys to another limit and I'm, I'm excited to see especially with Chelsea because they get they have a lot of young people they got yeah. a lot of young guys on that I, team especially now Lampard and Madrid right that's gonna be a very interesting oh. team to watch and I think they're a, sleep, they're a sleeper Oh yeah, for sure. Even, oh man, boy, he yeah. was a sleeper too. Bruno, Bruno Fernandez is insane. I yeah, I feel I, you know I feel really bad for him. You know because he was signed right before this whole Corona thing broke out. So I, I don't think we really got to see his full potential. And, and I mean, of course, when he came back, um, you know there was talks about him and Pugba being like the the duo of the Premier League for like center mids. And like I feel I kind of feel bad for him because he was kind of like. You know, he maybe played like two or three games, and then, you know, the season was like put on hold. So I, I'm I'm happy for him to, you know, really show off his stuff full blown this this season. You know, in the in the because like he's so good, man. He's so good. When they I came mean, back, when they came back, he actually still played good. Even Greenwood, Greenwood too is another one that was on fire. Mm-hmm. Dude, Greenwood, another young great talent. I mean. You know, always been always been prepping him for a while. I remember um, when Mourinho. Or who was the who was the Man United coach before Ole? It was um, uh, Mourinho. Yeah, it was Mourinho. Mourinho. Yeah, and when so um, he was like kind of pushing uh, Greenwood out of the picture because he was like, "Oh no, you're not developed enough." And then Ole came in and was like, "No, you like go in and play because we know you're good." Like. Like Ole's been been shaping this guy for a while, and and, it's, and it shows. I mean, it definitely shows. He's like really fast, great in the ball, can finish wherever. I mean, he's one of those players that is just he's gonna be really big and up and coming. Hopefully, he doesn't leave Man U. That's the one big. Oh. That's like the one concern that I have for if you're a Man U fan, it's like Mason Greenwood's gonna leave you guys for another team. <laughs> That's the old 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 Gunner uh, Solskjaer. I probably said his name wrong. Um, Ole, Ole Gunner, Ole Gunner. I think, you know, uh, you get it. You get it. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, exactly. It's And then there's – he's changed the picture for that man U team. Even they're trying to get uh, Jaden Sancho from Dortmund. I was like, more young talent. This is exactly what this man U team loves and what they need as well. This is what they cope with. This is what this team runs through. Exactly. I mean, you know, like, he's he is one of those, like, people – that I just think he's also a really nice guy. I mean, and and we know and we know Mourinho is not a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. him him being like the nice guy, like when he came into Man U, like he was trying to bring in the chemistry with everybody because before that, like everybody was just in a bad mood. No one liked like being like, the team chemistry was just off. You know? Yeah. It. it... I mean, we'll see what happens with the Premier League. Um, next league, actually, I'm not going to even get into this league. Of course, it's a league on. All I'm going to say is, well, the league was canceled. PSG won. I mean, there's not much to say. Yeah, the league. <laughs> That's about it. The league on is the worst league in Europe, uh, at least out of the Power Five. I mean, well, I know Power Five is a college football term, but like that, I use that for Europe too because it's like out of the big five leagues and nations. I think the league one is probably the worst one, the least competitive one, the one that has no like 
competitive bearer to it or anything like that. And it, it it's all PSG at this point. PSG and yeah. a bunch of teams that are like, yeah, whatever. Dude, it's been the PS. It's been the PSG show for the longest time, bro, and will probably always will be. I mean, unless. Well, no, there, there's there, we 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 have some teams in there that are Monaco used to be good here and there. Lyon, Marseille's solid too. Mm-hmm. Lyon's I mean, also young. Lyon is also young, you know. But I think you know. Here's a little inside tip: um, if you guys don't follow the Lyon a lot, PSG, they're um, believe it or not, their like owner and like the team owner uh, and, and like sponsor. Is, is Emirates, and yes. bro, they have so much money, bro, like an insane amount. So this is why they can buy, you know, Neymar for you know two hundred euros or two hundred million euros. You know, like they can buy, uh, you know, they can get Navas from Madrid. Like they, so they have a shit ton of money. Part of my language. So that's why they can build this <laughs> team. Okay. That's why they can build this team of just all stars and put them in. This like this league where it's a like kind of semi-developed young players, you know. So, so of course they're gonna win. It's 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 you know it's hard for you know nineteen to twenty-two year olds to play well against you know Kaylor Navas or Neymar Junior or you know Edison Cavani, all these guys, you know, like freaking Mbappe like, and Icardi. Exactly, like that's freaking, a dangerous front four. That's it's it's crazy. And you think of that front four, it's like why why is that front four? Then you put them, but then you put them in the Champions League, and then they do like okay, you know, because they're not playing against competition that are strong enough. You know, you're playing against you're playing weekend week out like teams that are maybe bare minimum in other leagues. Like they like those teams would be like you know, I guess compare if you're going to compare like a bottom level league uh, to a bottle bottom level prem. Like there's like obviously the Prem is gonna be much better than the League One, so they're not playing like the high competitive team that they should be. So then when they go into the Champions League, PSG looks like they just came out of like you know a, a shitty practice, you know. So yeah, but the, you know League One it will will forever be the PSG show unless you know some team comes in and just gets a lot of money, gets a lot of good players, and then kind of gives PSG a run for their money. But for yeah, that that's basically I mean. <laughs> There's, there's literally not much to talk about the the league there. Yeah, it's. I mean, they, it's, they're like. I mean, when you said they oh they do okay in the Champions League, I was say usually they choke. Although this year they have a little bit bit of a chance. I don't even know if it's front three or four. I say front four because well, it just seems like that. But um, now that they have no Mbappe, they've been also out for a long time. I mean, granted. You're gonna play. Uh, they played a what Division Four team, France. Oh well, you you played Saint Etienne. Then you're gonna play Lyon this week for the Coupe de France, I think. And then it's you play Atalanta. They're not playing real competition, and they're still like they're they're not playing every day or every other week like all these teams do. So I just think you know here you know, and I, I, we'll get into this more. I'm just gonna say without Mbappe, PSG is a concern in the Champions League. Right. Uh, Syria. This one was a close one. This, as a Juve fan, scared me a lot. <laughs> I mean, because dude, Atalanta. Speaking of Atalanta, we talked about them before, and seeing them play, it's like these guys score what five goals a game. These guys are probably the most informed team in Europe, or one of these guys are on fire, unstoppable. I thought for a second, these guys. You know, you know, on the absolute screamers, we didn't mention them. We just say Inter Milan, Lazio, Atalanta was just like, where, where am I at? And they just came in, and it's like, wow, these guys are for real. This is why they might go to the semis, the Champions League. I think they go. Uh, we'll get to that. I think this Atalanta team is for real. I even thought they were. I thought they were going to catch up. I thought Juve was going to just choke it up. Although I did have Juve winning, I still thought like you know, ounce of concern. And then they sealed the deal, which is no surprise. But if you're Juve, you cannot be playing like this. This is a crucial. I mean, I know the virus impacts you and all, but like, especially when it come Champions League, you cannot play like this. Congrats to Juve, of course. But oh yeah, big, big the, congrats. The, the Juve, uh, the Serie A was fun this year. Um, Inter Milan, Atalanta, Roma, AC Milan, uh, Lazio, a few other teams. 
especially at Atlanta, they've been playing real. They play really well, and even Inter, they've got Erickson. They've been build. They've been they're building something special in Inter Milan right now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I agree. And and with Atlanta, I mean that they, I mean, underdog. Talk about underdog story. I mean, this team came out of nowhere. I mean, they were they're usually like what like middle of the pack kind of maybe lower towards the end maybe Europa yeah like Europa kind type of like maybe we'll get where maybe fifth place maybe even sixth sometimes but like if you look like if you look at the 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 final table I mean fifth is Roma then it's AC Milan then Napoli I mean usually Napoli is up there you know usually they're up in the in the top four but it's Juve Inter Atlanta Lazio I mean People were talking about how Lazio had a like before quarantine uh, and the whole Corona. People were saying how Lazio could have come up and actually taken that number one spot from Juve, and that was like a real that could have been a real thing. But you know, said so they kind of dropped the ball um, post quarantine and post Corona uh, when they were back out to play, and then they dropped two spots and now they end up in fourth. But you know, still, I mean, it was it was such a close race. I mean, I mean. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry if I cut you off. No, I was no, going to say, um, I mean, although the Serie A isn't over, we pretty much have a champion. So it's like, you know, but but the two through four is still competitive. You know, it's like those guys are still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, here's the thing. Like, when, like, if you look at, so let's, I'm trying to see who Juve played, uh, just played last. They played, um, Oh, so they have Carl. Okay, so they just played uh, Sam Sampdoria. I can't probably can pronounce that one, but they beat them two 0 and they have uh, Caligari um, coming up. So, like, you know, this this team has like you don't have a hard schedule. I mean, not to not to no 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 shade to anybody um in uh, Syria, but you know, it's not like they're playing you know Milan or Lazio or AC. Like they're playing like. Eh, teams, you know, so they have to be winning these. Games. That's how. That's how you know big teams like even even in different leagues, like even like in uh, La Liga, like Madrid played like bad team or not bad teams, but, you know, like teams that are usually in the bottom pack, and then will kind of slip up, and that's where they lose their points, and they end up like dropping two spots in the in the standings. And it's like this is where Juve gets their points right here when they play these kind of lower of the pack teams, and I mean, of course, you know. We'll see. I mean, we're gonna see. Who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah, it's it's gonna be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, A was very fun this year, and now we move on to another fun league. Oh, also forgot to say, Sierra uh, Sierra Immobile Immobile uh, is a, of course, Golden Boot candidate. Granted, the person I'm gonna say in this le- uh, next league, who who's coming, argument for. Because while this league plays four less games in the Serie A, uh, if Immobile wins, I'm not going to be mad. But I just think if this person, this league had four more games, he would have scored more. The Bundesliga. And, of course, you know who won. But Lewandowski, I believe, you know, I think the Serie A has 38 games. The uh, Bundesliga has 34. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, Immobile, oh, Immobile and Lewandowski, I saw a post the other day, are tied. And I was like, but here's the thing. If they had if the Bundesliga had four more games, they the Lewandowski without a without a shadow of a doubt would definitely score more goals right now. He would it would be goals left and right. Immobile oh, has the benefit of doubt. The no, it's not even benefit of doubt. He has a benefit that the Bundesliga doesn't have those four more games. Because like I said, if they did, Lewandowski would probably run away with that golden boot. And I think he was going to, but it's not. It's not easy or fair when you have four or less games. Anything can happen on those four games too. Exactly. I mean, it just sucks because of the the game, like just how many games there are. Um, but you know, he he would one hundred percent would definitely have surpassed Mobile. No question in my mind. Like no yeah. question. So let's actually talk about the the Buddhist league. I mean, we know. This was kind of uh, other runaway by Bayern, um, as per usual. Uh, and Dean, we know you're a Bayern fan, yes. so 
I mean, let's let's start out like, what are your what are your kind of thoughts overall of this season? We're champions again. It's getting a little boring, but it's still fun because you know winning is winning. But um, exactly. sorry, Dortmund. Actually, not sorry. Um, <laughs> here's the thing: it was actually a fun season. I was watching the Bundesliga this year, and I thought to myself, "This is not a bad league. It is one-sided, yes, but it's still fun. It's still at least it's not like the um, the league on." You know, at least Bundesliga, even when there was the only soccer um, soccer league out there before, you know, all the others made a comeback. I thought, you know, it's actually pretty solid. It's actually yeah. a pretty solid league. A lot of hidden talent. Uh, Erling Haaland went there. So it's Gio Reyna, um, all those guys, you know, even Bayern with uh, Alfonso Davies, a few more youngsters. It's like, uh, of course, Schalke with Western McKinney, Kai Havertz on Leverkusen, Brandt. These guys, it's like these guys actually have a league full of talent, hidden yeah. talent too. The Americans, of course, love this league as obviously shown. Um, not talking about us, I mean the players, Weston McKinney. Um, the Bundesliga is actually fun. And at one point it was close. It was between Dortmund and um, Bayern. And I thought, this is a good, this is a pretty solid race right now. And of course, when Bayern won on the road without fans uh, against Dortmund, one nothing, I thought, okay, that's a wrap. But still, I thought you know for most of, for the most part, this season was somewhat. Yeah. At one point, it was like three or four points out, and it's like these guys are right there. Bayern started off a little sluggish, but then they picked up the pace. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it is, of course, Dortmund is right there with Bayern, you know, right behind them. Um, and then you know, RP Leipzig uh, playing really well, of course. Uh, I want you know what to me, me personally, I wanted to see more of Leverkusen. I wanted to see them if they could make it to the top four. I mean, you know, it's definitely tough for them because they're kind of like, you know, they don't have too much talent, but they have enough talent where they could probably produce some stuff. But, yeah, you know, Bayern really, I mean, just they stood out, man. You know, they even like after um, like the whole when they, they started playing after the Corona, like they were they were doing so well, you know. And then uh, big shout out to Alfonso Davies, you know, one rookie of the year. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, really surprised me just, just in general, like how he was a, just one of the most just unbelievable, uh, strikers in the MLS, you know, would take guys on when he was playing, um, back in the MLS and then he was put to a right back or pardon me, a left back. And now he's like, it, he's doing so well as a left. Isn't, I mean, that just blows around how you can just. Go from like two drastically different two different positions to, you know, what being in a full out striker to uh kind of like an attacking left back. I find, I just find that really, really interesting. But Dude, Alfonso Davies <laughs> is amazing. And it's it's guys like you know, this teams like Bayern, it's like these guys find hidden talent anywhere, even the MLS, Vancouver Whitecaps with Davies. They sign them and then all of a sudden they're stars. Bayern is probably one of the most well-ran teams of all time, let alone in Europe right now. And they just they just like found this kid, and they're like, "Oh, like you know, like he he seems like he's a very possible star." You know, signed him when he was he was about seventeen, I think, when he went to seventeen. Right? Does that sound right to you? Seventeen? I, th- I think so, eighteen. 18? I think eighteen, seventeen, yeah. something so, like some, that. Some crazy young age, and you know. Turn him into a star. You know, he's the, now he's their starting left back, and he won Rookie of the Year. And he, you know, he's he's an absolute unit now. So big, big, big congrats to him. That's that's huge. You know, you don't hear about many Canadian soccer players, and and that's that's really big for him. That's really really big. Yeah, I forgot to mention by the way when we, we talk about teams to look out for. I was going to say in the Serie A, I still look out to the same teams uh, next year. Uh, but for the Bundesliga, same thing. I feel like for Serie A and Bundesliga, it's like I feel like it's going to be a similar year. I just if you know, it just feels like that. At least you know Premier League, like I said, anything can happen. But I didn't mention it as it as much for the Serie A Bundesliga because I feel like the similar things are going to happen next year. But I still think the seasons are going to be exciting, of course. Right. Uh, but as a Bayern fan, I'm happy they won uh, DFB Pokal. Bayern might be the best team in Europe right now. I know you're going to probably disagree with that. Uh, Liverpool can make the argument, but I'm just saying, like, for this year right now, it, it might be Bayern. Right. 
Yeah, it's... I think I think so too. I think so too. But um, yes, you know, we'll see. So let's move on and... to your your. This is the last league. Your league, of My course. League. You are the most happiest person. Um, not, but you know, I'm not. I'm not going to even get into that. <laughs> Um, um, so we'll get into La Liga, La Liga, and then we'll talk about MLS predictions and stuff. Um, and you see it, uh, Champions League, you see, yeah. um, so yeah, so you know, I was very happy with Madrid, played very well. Um, big congratulations to those guys. Um, I think you know, beginning of the season, kind of tough to watch, very like a roller coaster when it came to. The weekend, I would, I would freak out because I'd be like, oh, my, oh my God, like, if we don't win, we're going to start losing points. We're going to, you know, go behind Barca. But, you know, they had their games where they would lose um, to some, like, nobody team, and then I'd get really upset. And then they'd play really well against Atletico, Bayern oh, – not Bayern, sorry, Barca, um, Sevilla, all those teams. So, you know, they pulled through. I think they, they came together. They had a great season. Uh, they de- definitely deserve to be on top, you know, with everything that, that all the hate they've been given uh, the past, like, year with Ronaldo leaving, going to Juve and all that stuff. You know, that, that that's – I give them 100% props and, and congratulations because that, that they need they needed this win. You know, not only did – I don't think – did not, not only the players, but, like, Zinedine Zidane needed this win. Like, he needed to get this win. Um, the The entire team as a whole needed this this win to be crowned champions again because you know yeah i mean barca had at one point they had a pretty big gap not like really big but like they still had a decent gap and then they just stumbled and real caught up to them and damn i mean real faced a lot of criticism especially you uh, luka jovic who hasn't and eden hazard who in my opinion has haven't delivered as much this season as expected um what else? Ajax, the Ajax game last year, the Ajax aggregate, should I say, last year was a fallout. Yep. You know, that made many people, including myself, think, okay, Real without Ronaldo just might not even be the same. Of course, you know, they might have the same question to answer when they play Man City because, well, for those who don't know, they're down 2-1 in aggregate. Man City scored two roll goals, I believe. Real has a lot of questions to answer um, in the next leg. I think Sergio Ramos got a red card in the first leg. Which is pretty crucial. Uh, yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, Real answered a lot of questions in the La Liga this year, but for the Champions League, they have a lot of questions to answer. But still, good. It's good for them. I mean, I don't like Real. Of course, you know me, the Atletico fan I am. But Real deserved it. They're a good team. They they spent well too this summer. I still think uh, Eden Hazard's gonna pan out for them this year. I still think they might uh, land some key players. Luka Jovic hopefully gets his groove unless he gets sold. I like Luka Jovic, honestly. But I just thought, you know, on a team where he was the main guy compared to, like, uh, Hazard being the main guy or Bale, like, just anybody else, it, I just thought, you know, although he's good, I don't know if he'll be as good because there's going to be more competition and he's going to be on a team where he's not the main option. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. You know, for, for me, something that really – I think wasn't the smartest of ideas by the, the by Madrid was to bring back uh, James James Rodriguez from Bayern. Yes, um, he, he was. I think he was doing very well. Or I, don't, I don't know if he was doing very well, but he was. You know, he, he had his moments on Bayern, um, and I think bringing him back to Madrid wasn't the smartest of ideas. Um, just just because he uh, didn't really put like he, he wasn't really bringing anything to the team that wasn't already there. You know, when you when you think about Madrid. You think about them, uh, like midfield wise. You have Luka Modric, you have Casemiro, you have Tony Cruz, you have uh, Isco, you have Asensio. All these guys that are so good and so well rounded, and and you know some of them are young. You know Asensio's young. All these guys are like mid, like hitting maybe thirties, but they're in their prime still. So I feel like it was it was a tough time for him to come back to the team and you know have that type of competition where you have you're fighting for a spot every single practice for a game and like you know for the weekend so for me Hamas was was someone that they should have just left out of the picture um he did come on a couple of games and had had his, had his moments but i think for sure he should have he definitely should have stayed <laughs> at Bayern or, or gone yeah. somewhere else you know or gone somewhere else but 
overall great season by by Madrid, and you know Ramos great season. You know as he always does. The I'm surprised he didn't get as many reds as he did <laughs> post Corona <laughs> with all that. With uh, it's funny because my 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 family and I we joke about uh his hair and his beard. Because he looked like he, you said he looked like a caveman. That he like didn't sh- didn't get a haircut, didn't shave his beard, and it, we just thought it was like so funny because the, just the way he looked, like he looked like he was playing like a like a crazy person out there. But you know, we love him anyway. We love him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I was going. He said he didn't get as many red cards. I say, like, well, except the bad part is he got a red card in the most crucial time exactly. for when they were playing City. Exactly. Exactly. You know. But. La Liga, at least you got something. It's better when you when you're not empty-handed. But we'll see what happens in the UCL. Uh, we'll go. Speaking of the Champions League next, so the other day I forgot to tell you. I feel guilty saying this. I did a bracket <laughs> because here's the thing. I didn't know what the draw was going to be. The draw. I thought it was a weird UCL draw because here's the thing. I was like, wait, why are they doing a draw when the round's not even done yet? Exactly. But I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I mean. It made sense for one reason. Here's the thing. They only should have done a draw, I believe, for the teams that already finished compared to the teams that didn't even play yet. Like, the teams that didn't even play yet, I thought, you know, no, let them play. They're not done yet. Whereas the teams that already won, like Atletico, Red Bull, I was like, you know what? That That's fair. Let those guys already get their chance. But uh, do you want to go, like, match by match? Or it's up to you. Yeah, let's go. Let's go match by match. Yes, sir. So... Uh, of course, Red Bull advanced, Atletico advanced, Atalanta advanced, and PSG advanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one that's not finished from round of 16, Real Madrid and Man City. Uh, yeah, Man City. Um, so for the first game, like I said, Real lost 2-1 at home. Man City got those two crucial away goals. Um, no Ramos for the next game. I think that's going to hurt them. I think, Without yeah. Ramos, I think that's going to hurt them. And plus, I thought City getting, winning on the road and getting two goals – is pretty crucial as well. I think City's going to – I think this game's going to actually be a draw, like 1-1 or 2-2. However, I do think Man City advances. Yeah, I think, you know, with Ramos gone – I mean, you you, you, you never want to say that just because one person's gone, the team is going to lose. But I have to say, like, with him being gone, it's going to be a big, big issue for Madrid. Um, and they're already, they're already, you know, goal down. Uh, do you know if they're – are they playing in – uh, at Man City, or are they playing um, in Madrid? I think they're playing. Uh, let's see. I feel like a reporter here. Um, <laughs> so for those who don't know, um, Man City will be home this game. Oh. The road goals will be a factor. However, for after the round of 16, it'll only be single leg elimination, single game elimination, yeah. and no road goals are a factor. They're all The games after this, after the round of 16, will be played in uh, Portugal. The rest of the uh, uh, Champions League will be played in Portugal. Single game elimination, no uh, road goals. However, the first round, like uh, Man City, Real, will still have road goals in effect and will still be played in Manchester. Yeah, that that seems more like. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean. You know, me personally, I'm going to have hope. I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm going to say Real Madrid's going to come back and beat them. Uh, even okay. if, even if you know, they beat them by, like, just – even if it's, like, 3-2 aggregate, I'm still fine with that, you know? And then I think Madrid's going to go through. Just because, I mean, you know, this is a game where it's, like, it, it could go – it literally could – it's split down the middle. It, could either, it honestly could go either way. It really could go either yeah, way. I, I don't know about you, but, like, this for me was probably the toughest one to pick. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, you know, like – don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to lose because of Ramos. I just thought, like, you know, th- I think that's going to hurt them even more, let alone being down. Ramos is the anchor of that defense. And, and he's a, of course, he's the leader of that defense. He's a great defender, one of the, a world-class defender. And losing him, I just thought that's going to cause problems in the back. Yeah, no. But we'll see what happens. It's a very interesting tie. Uh, on to another, I would say semi-interesting for one reason. And that main reason is because, well, um, the, the team that won this first leg shocked me. Leon Juve. Leon s- escaped the first leg, winning one nothing at home. Um, 
here's man i mean i like leon too here's the thing though juve has not looked good at all yeah. some will say they won the other day yes but if you watch juve play they have not played good at all the other day where they won the uh when they clinched a Serie A, i was happy i was like yes one nothing although they're not even playing that well and i was like two nothing i was like they didn't play their best this game but they still won but it still concerns me um yeah i'm gonna be a little surprised for this i got a draw which means i got leon advancing this Juve team is just out of form, man. And I know Atletico is in the second round. I, and Ronaldo owns them. I hate saying that, although he's on Juve, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at this like, you know, Atletico, this is the first time you have better odds than he does, let alone that team he's on. Juve does not look good right now, and it's gonna con- it's concerning me. That, uh, when they lost to Sassuolo, or I think, no, they lost the other day. Uh, no, they drew with Sassuolo. I butchered their name, too. <laughs> but I think you know who I'm yeah, talking yeah. about from the Italian team. And then they um, lost to a, a bottom uh, one of the bottom teams, 2-1. I just thought if this team is playing like this, which they are, they're not going to escape Leon. Oh, They'll yeah. be lucky enough to get back get past Leon. So after that game, this was before this game, before the game that they recently won. I just thought this team's not getting past Leon, especially playing like this. You'll you yes, Leon is still uh, not playing good this year, and yes, they're a league on team, which not a strong team, but they're you're not going to get past them playing like this. Oh, yeah. And I just think that's what's going to happen. I don't think they lose at home, but I just think Leon's going to draw and sneak by with an away goal, and just I think Juve's going to I think Juve's going to jump out one zero, and then I think like they've done in the previous games ever since the uh, coronavirus break. I think they're just gonna blow it. I don't. I'm not saying they're gonna lose, but I just think they're gonna just cough it up. Yeah, I I, I agree, Hunter. I mean that this one, I agree with you. The way that you you've been playing recently, it seems like they're just the chemistry just seems to be a little off. Um, I, I said this in our other in the other podcast, Absolute Screamers. Uh, when we first did that first episode. How a lot of the teams are kind of, get, kind of getting through the first, you know, back into play jitters. But like you can't, that those those are relevant now. Like now you're back in the groove. You've been playing multiple games. You know you can't be playing kind of against these teams that you should be really just demolishing. And you can yeah. And as you said before, like you can see when they play. You know it just doesn't seem like the same UVA team, uh, even though it is the same UVA team. You know, they're just they're just off. And you know Leon, like you can't underestimate Leon. Like they're good. You know they're a good team. They're not like some pushover team. Like the, if you aren't playing to your full potential, they're going to take advantage of that. And they're going to, you know, either score one or two goals. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think, I think they're going to just net one early, make it one, one aggregate, and then just totally just park the bus, man. hundred percent, just park the bus. They're not going to move. They're going to try to, you know, play, you know, conservative. conservative, but also try to like, you know, make sure that they keep Ronaldo and Dybala and all those guys on lockdown. So I think I, I'm going to agree with you on this one. They're going to they're gonna score early, get themselves through on the away goal, and then may, maybe if they're lucky, get a second goal. Who knows? You don't, Maybe they're going to push their luck and get a second goal. But I think that's that's going to be the the result for that game. In my, I mean, that's what I think. I mean, it looks like it's going to be – if Juve's playing the way they're playing now and they play like that when they, go, when they play Lyon, I mean <laughs> – it's going to be a big shocker for Juve, let me tell you right now. Yeah, I was going to say, Leon's seventh in the league on, so they've been having it down here. But they got a young team. And even that show, the first game when they beat Juve, I was like, this team has got some young, decent talent. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, next one, Napoli and Barca. Another one I found that I was like, this is another interesting one because – Napoli, I don't. They're not. I know they're not in the top four for the uh, Serie A. I, I don't even think they're near the top four. No, no, they're. Uh, what, what place is Napoli? Seventh. Napoli's yeah, they're not having the best outing this year. Um, I got Barca two one. I mean, I like Napoli, and I want to see Napoli win. Yep. Uh, actually, I can't even say I like Napoli. Who I? I mean, I like Napoli. Like to beat them this match is what I'm saying. As much as I wanted them to beat Barca, I just don't see it. I mean, I, I, I never count on Messi's right, but Barca's also sloppy. Barca is a pro, is like has a hole in every single spot except for a goalkeeper. Let alone like outside of Messi, you know, you look at guys like Ter Stegen, 
NYC Ter Stegen, I'm like, probably the only person besides Messi on this team that's actually good. Jordi Alba's solid, too, of course. But I think Ter Stegen's, like, the only one that fills a hole. Yeah, I uh, think... I just don't... Yeah, and... I just... I sort of catch up here, but... Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, Napoli... I mean, when I when I saw... I just, like, on the aggregates, as a like, title one, I was like, yeah, that's surprising to me, you know? Not, like, not that... I mean, not that Napoli's a bad team, but, like, just the fact that it's, you know, it's Barca, <laughs> you know? Like, it's one of those, like, Barca, when they played uh, Napoli in the first leg, like, you would think that they would just kind of kind of really put the pedal to the metal and beat them, like, 2-0, 3-0. But, like, no, it was it was 1-1. And uh, no no shade to Napoli. They're a great team. Um, but, you know, they're, they're sitting, like, sixth or seventh place. You know, Barca's, like – the top one or two teams in the world, not just not only in the uh, La Liga, but in, you know, in, in, in the entire world. So you would think that they would, I, me personally would have thought they would have done better in the first leg. Now they have to pick up the pace, the pieces and really put on a show. And, you know, I think it's going to be Barca. I think they're going to win, you know, apology, apologies to Napoli fans, but um, you know, it's, you just, you're just playing, you're playing Lionel Messi, you're playing Suarez, you're playing, you know, the top of the top level of players. And yes. it's it's tough, you know, it's tough. I think I think Barca is going to come out. I think it's going to be 3-1 aggregate um, right by the end of this game. But, you know, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe maybe Napoli's going to pull something out of the bag that we, we don't even – we don't even know about. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know. And uh, I don't know if you want to, like – the rest of the bracket, like maybe just round the sixteen, or just then take a winner after. But it's it's up to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. I, I was gonna say I'll do maybe like one more round of sixteen, and then we just pick a winner after. Like, who do you think wins, and who's a dark horse? Yeah, let's do that. Um, I and I said match by match first because like I wanted to like you know finish out the round of sixteen. Doing the whole bracket just would just take up the whole show <laughs> at this point. I mean. Uh, Chelsea and Bayern. I'm not going to get much into this one because, well, the first leg just spoke for itself. Yeah, I mean, Bayern slapped Chelsea 3-0. I thought for this next game, here's the thing. I think Chelsea will be better the next game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I still think Bayern wins something like 2-1, 3-1. I was like, I think Chelsea will bring some energy, but I still don't think that they're going to escape Munich. Now, Benjamin Pavard is injured for Bayern. Yes, who's their right back? But they have Kimmich. Kimmich plays right back. He's played center defensive mid, so it's like they could easily just move down Kimmich to right back, which he plays well at. Uh, I don't want to get too FIFA, but he's like an 86, 87 overall. Just his gold card. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you could, you could literally just move this guy to right back. So it's not much of a problem for Bayern Munich. Nonetheless, you have Alaba, Boateng, who's at least getting old, but he's experienced. And then you got Alfonso Davies. So you still have a stable back four. Your defense set, uh, and then you're going to ask, you know, who is their center defensive mid? I'm not saying you, but Goretzka and Thiago, Alcantara, Liverpool target. And, of course, you know, you get Lewandowski and all the other guys. So, Lewandowski, I mean, Bayern is still fine. I, I think Bayern's still going to advance. Like I said, I'm not going to get too much into this one like we did for the other ones. It's first leg speaks for itself. I think Chelsea will do better this next game, but I still think they're going to lose. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know. As you said before, first leg spoke for itself. 3-0. I mean, Bayern just really, as I always do, will take charge of the game. I think, you know, I think Chelsea's going to play a little better. Hopefully they put in, um, maybe they score like maybe one at least <laughs> um, to make it somewhat of an interesting game. But, you know, that this one is, is all Bayern. I mean, this is really, it's their show. And, uh, you know, it, it, it sucks if you're a Chelsea fan, but, you know, that's just, that's just how the cards are dealt, you know. Yeah, um, you know, and and now who do you think is going to win the Champions League, and who's your dark horse? So I think my prediction for the winner, who I think is going to win the Champions League, is going to be Real Madrid. I know I'm saying that you guys know I'm a Real Madrid fan, but just the form they're in right now, the way they're playing, um, even if they, even if they don't have uh, Ramos on the on the Man City game, I mean they're still going to they're just they're playing so well right now, and. It's just one of those teams where it's just like, even though I'm a fan and I'm not trying to be like, you know, uh, just, just saying that because I am a Real Madrid fan. I'm saying that because just from how they've played to just winning the uh, the La Liga to, you know, the, the quality of players they have, like this team is really going to be a hard team to beat. 
And don't get me wrong, there's a bunch of very, very strong teams in the round of 16. And then, you know, I, just, I, I think it's going to be Madrid. I think it's going to be Madrid. And for a dark horse, for me, I want to say it's going to be – well, see, the thing is, like, there's not many dark horses because they're all, like – Not so. dark horse, like, alternative, <laughs> I guess, is a yeah. decent way to say it. Um, let's see. I want to say Bayern. I mean – just because, like, I wouldn't be – I mean, they might be this team that comes out – I mean, we all know they're good, but I think it's going to be a team that kind of – they just, they're just going to show up, and they might do some serious damage. I don't know if – I think they would be my second, I guess, if I if I, were to, if I were ranking, like, I want Madrid to win, and then if they didn't win, I want Bayern to win. Um, so, yeah, it'd, be, it'd probably be Bayern Munich for me. What about you, Dean? Um, you're going to so disagree with me on this one. Um. <laughs> That's why I'm on agree to disagree. Anyways, exactly. uh, I got Bayern Munich. I got Bayern Munich winning this uh, league, uh, the Champions League. Like I said, I just think this is the best team in Europe this year. Now, my dark horse. Here's the thing. I said if Bayern doesn't win, I could see Atletico winning. Don't get me wrong. Atalanta is also a dark horse. They're definitely a dark horse. Yeah. But I just think PSG is a tough game for them. Although I do think they get by the quarterfinal. Um. I just think Atletico is going to beat them at some point. I I think Bayern wins, but a dark horse, or should I say an alternative, is would probably be Atletico. This mm-hmm. could be an Atletico year, honestly. Like I told you, this is the first time they have better odds than Ronaldo and Juve. And it's like, you know, Atletico. If Juve, if you don't run into Juve, let alone, you know, just in general, if you don't see Ronaldo, you might need to take advantage now. I mean, of course, a Bayern Munich's better than you, but... This you you have at this time and point you have to, and if there's a defense that can shut down anyone, just like they shut down Liverpool, and let alone the goalie Oblak, there's this is Atletico. Atletico's that team that could just may park the bus, yes, but they got a good counterattack. They got a good defense. Their midfield is solid and experienced. Uh, their goalie's one of the, the. I think Allison might be better, but I still think um, Oblak is like the second best one. Yep. They, they got one of the best goalies. Atletico's got a good team to win it. And, of course, their manager. They got an experienced team in general. I think, they, I think they've been banging. They've been knocking on that that uh, the Champions League Cup uh, they beat door Liverpool. for a while. You know? Yeah. They've, been, they've always been in that window. They, yeah. they beat Liverpool. They, they're looking good in the La Liga. And it's like this team is starting to find their form again, which is good for them. Yeah. And, you know, I think, like, you know, every year, I mean – you know, when back when they back in 2014 when they were playing Madrid in the Champions League final, like they had it, it was a very close game, but it just pulled it out. Uh, same thing when, you know, they're there. You know, what I'm saying like they're they're right at the door. I think their time is soon. Maybe it's maybe it's this year. Who knows? You know, maybe it's next year. But they're they're definitely like right there um, to win the Champions League final, no question in my mind. So maybe it is. Maybe it is, buddy. Maybe we'll see. I mean, I know you'd be you'd be very happy and pleased if that happened too. So, hey man, if Atletico or Bayern win, I'm gonna tell. I text my cousin, text you guys. I haven't seen my team win a cup in what a decade or what. So getting <laughs> exactly. that trophy's coming home. Oh no, but that that'd oh. be big. That'd be big. All oh, right, man. so let's. And now, oh yeah, yeah. you want to say, say something? MLS. MLS. Do MLS. MLS. Yes. So if you guys don't know, Dean and I are both NYCFC fans. Um, and I just want to start this this segment off. Fuck Toronto. Fuck those guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, okay. Um, no, that, that's a big win for us. You know, um, you know, every time we play Toronto, I just have a heart attack. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh boy. Like even if we're, even if they're coming to New York City, or if we're going to Toronto, like I just I always get like some sort of like pain or something i'm like oh we gotta win this has got to be a dub and then we end up like losing but this time no we we took it we took it to them man we i mean it was just so nice to see just our guys yes. have a good game and oh i honestly was scared <sighs> like i you meant uh i actually hate toronto so i'm okay that you said that and here's the reason why because i'm just like every time they play us they own us like they literally always beat us and i hate that but um you know how do i say this i i hate that they beat us you know i know you probably feel the same way too of course yeah um i was like 
before the game, I was nervous because the way we played in the group stage was not the best. Oh, yeah, uh, we, we didn't were, play very well. <laughs> we were close against Philly. Um, Orlando game didn't go too well, and then we beat Inter, and then thanks to LA Galaxy, we're through. I thought to myself, we might lose at Toronto again. I don't want to say that, but I was like, the way we're playing and the, just the history of us and them, not good. So I thought, you know, please be good. It won nothing. I was like, oh, my God, great start already. I, I don't know if I – I just thought to myself, I don't know about you, but I was like, is I think this is the first time where NYCFC has played Toronto in a playoff game and they've actually jumped out to a lead. And the yeah. next thing you know, 2 nothing. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. What did these guys take? Uh, what did they do? 3 nothing. It's like, oh, my God, they really did it. Uh, 3-1, whatever. Yeah. Um, but when it was 3 nothing, I'm like, oh, my God, they're actually doing it. They're going to beat Toronto for once, and they're going to actually get past the first round. Wow, this is the NYCFC that we've all been waiting for. And nonetheless, I was like, this might be their best game this year. I've never seen them look as sharp as that game. I was so happy, and I was like, these guys, after this game, could, make, could possibly make a run. But, of course, you know, go over some games quickly before, of course, we end the show. Uh, the re- remainder round of 16 games. I'll do something similar like the Champions League. Tonight's a good one. Columbus and Minnesota. Minnesota's been playing pretty solid. Columbus is one of the favorites. I think Columbus is going to win. I think, I think Columbus is going to have a breakout game. Yeah, I think uh, Columbus – I'm, I'm agree with you on that. I think it's going to be Columbus over Minnesota. And we have Portland, Cincinnati. Portland, uh, I got Portland. Yeah, I got Portland too. No, that... no, no shit. But, you know – Portland is just they're, they're always they're another team that's a really favorite. really good that's they're, a big favorite I was gonna say to you also uh 10 30 game Portland Cincinnati I was I texted a buddy of mine the other day I was like that game will possibly uh, most likely decide who will face NYCFC uh mm-hmm. in the next round um and now that we did that our predictions for MLS oh, of course we're happy NYCFC fans I here's the thing ML NYCFC is my dark horse, but I don't think they win. I hate to say that. <laughs> I know you're gonna say, "How could you?" I, I just know. this team, man. Not only like just the way they play, but here's another thing. Uh, Col- this is my. I think it's gonna. I think my winner might be Columbus. I might think Columbus wins this year, either Columbus or Portland. Um, maybe not even Portland. There's LAFC as well. There's a lot of teams. I'll just say this: NYCFC is my winner. Um. Dark sleeper, but Columbus is my winner. Columbus got has got a good team this year. Yeah, I got, I think you know for me, I I'm gonna agree with you on NYCFC. <laughs> I want them to win, but I don't think they will. Um, but I think for me, it's gonna be Toronto that are gonna come. Wait, 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 wait. Toronto's out. I mean, that's Toronto. Not, I didn't mean that's Toronto. I didn't mean Toronto. I meant Columbus. I was looking at. I don't know why. I just saw like the Toronto sign come up. And I said Toronto. No, uh, Columbus. Just because, I mean, you know, when if you look at their past several games, so they played uh, Atlanta United, beat them 1-0. Uh, New York Red Bulls beat them 2-0. Uh, Cincinnati, 4-0 they beat them. I mean, you know, like this team is clearly in tip-top shape, you know? They're, yeah. like, they're clearly doing something right. And as much as I, as I hate to say it, they are probably going to end up being the number one team. <laughs> but NYC, so, so we agree that Columbus wins with sleeper NYCFC, especially after a game like that. This team, if they got it going, which they do right now, they're gonna yep. they're not going to look back. NYCFC is one of those teams I feel like, you know, when they're hot, they don't stop. Whereas if they're cold, I mean, they'll get out of it eventually, but it, 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 it's painful. But right now yeah. they're hot, which is good. So it's like they might not stop from here, which is good Let for us see. at least. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, come on. We NYC. We need a miracle. We need to, we need to get that NYCFC team. Yes. Let's get a cup before the fake New York team does. <laughs> oh, my God. Is there like, I mean. They, the, don't even, the NYC... they didn't even make the tournament, which is great. Uh, good, good, good. That's what we like to hear. Every time when New York beat Toronto, uh, I was like, wow, New York's team is moving on. Not the other New York team that claims that they're from New York, but they're not. They play in Jersey. Exactly. The, New York, the real New York team advances. 
I can't wait, man. I, I, I this, this, I, I like the way that the MLS has done like the whole bubble thing, similar to other leagues uh, that we're a fan of, of course, NHL, NBA. But yep. I like the way that the MLS has ran this whole bubble thing, this whole tournament thing, group stage. I love it. I'm I think honestly a fan think, of it. Yeah, I think they did a really good job, um, especially you know, I think in Europe it's much. It's, you know, the coronavirus isn't as crazy, so it's much easier to play games. But here, it's actually a, a really, really crazy thing right now. And I think they did a really good job. I think the MLS did a really good job creating the bubble, making sure everyone was safe. Uh, the, the, the games that were being played were safe. So I, I give big props to the, to the entire MLS, um, you know, people because it, it, you know, that's tough, man. I mean, look at look at baseball. I, mean, I know this is a soccer podcast, but I mean, MLB had just canceled two games yesterday um, because of the coronavirus, you know. And MLS the Miami had, Marlins, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, they, they, they do a really good job of, of making sure the players get tested before they come. They get tested, um, like, when they're at the hotels, uh, after the game. If they, if they go, I think, if, I don't think, they're away from their families, right? I believe so. I'm not sure. But I know yeah. with, with this is MLS, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, MLS. I think they are away from their families. I'm not sure. I don't know too much about it, but I know they're in the Orlando bubble. Yeah. I know, I know, just a little sidetrack, I know the hockeys, they've been, they were quarantined for 14 days away from their family, and then they went to the bubble. Yes. And so, you know, I think they're, I think a lot of the, all like MLS, MLB, NBA, all those teams, NHL, all did the same thing before they went to the bubble. They had to quarantine for 14 days or so. But, you know, great, great job by the MLS. You know, I think the, the way they did the, the picking of the teams, the way they set it up, was very well done. Very, very well done. So yes. props to those guys. Big props to those guys. Yeah, I think that's going to do it with our show. Our first show in the books. This has been kickoff. This has been a great show. Next week's going to be even better. Uh, we're going to have our third member join, uh, little Marab Samad action. Easy, come on. Yes. Let's go, Marab. But, yeah, this has <laughs> been a great show. I'm Dean Gutick, of course, was all, all alongside with me, Gabe Baltera. You can always check his stuff out, uh, Travel and Peace podcast. Go listen to that. You can go also check out my stuff. If you want to uh, know about us more, just follow us on social media. Uh, mine is on Instagram's at DeanFence12. Yours is uh, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe underscore Baltera. And you can yeah, also follow us at uh, Travel and Peace podcast on Instagram as well if you want to keep on yes, going. Go but, following uh, that. Yeah. And that's going to do it. All right. See you See next you week.